New Mexico may become the first state to have an official smell. A couple celebrates 57 years married despite multiple murder attempts. And a naked and afraid contestant burnt his penis while sleeping next to a fire. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the universe. Yes, I still exist. I have yet to be sucked up by a black hole. New Mexico may become the very first state to have an official aroma. This is nice. I think every state should have an official aroma. Now, what would my state of California smell like? Weed, man. (laughs) Weed and paper straws, I think, is what Cali would smell like. And my home state of Massachusetts obviously would smell like clam chowder or lobster rolls. Have you ever had some New England clam chowder? Delicious. Let's get into the story here. A new bill moving through the New Mexico state legislature would make the, the state the first in the nation to have its own official aroma. Here's the smell that they're putting forth for the state of New Mexico. Green chilies roasting in the fall. That's very specific. Not just green chilies. Not just green chilies roasting, but green chilies roasting in the fall. Oh, that's my favorite time to smell the green chilies roasting. Get get out of here with those spring roasted chilies. I want to smell the fall ones. <laughs> How do they come up with such a specific smell? Is this is this known in New Mexico? They, do they roast chilies in the fall? Is it chili roasting season? So we have a Democratic state senator, William Sewells, who is a... And by the way, I, I mean... I bash Republicans all the time, and Democrats need to be bashed as well. This is a ridiculous bill to propose. I mean, it's like we're paying these people how much, and this is what they're doing. We got real problems in the world, and they're like, you know what? How about a state smell, guys? (laughs) Meanwhile, there's like 100,000 homeless people living right outside their door. Okay, so it's called Bill Number 188, which seeks to add to the roster of New Mexico's state symbols. Uh, The other symbols of New Mexico include the yucca flower, the roadrunner, cutthroat trout, and the New Mexico black bear. Now, if this aroma bill passes, the state smell would join some of New Mexico's more unusual symbols, such as the bolo tie, which is the official state tie. I didn't know there was an official state tie. Are there even that many ties? 50 ties? How? How? Uh, The air balloon is the official state aircraft, the air balloon. (laughs) How many have been shot down, I wonder? Okay, uh, this would all go into effect on June 16th, according to the New Mexico legislature's website. I'm sure the taxpayers of New Mexico are thrilled at this effort. It says here, a fiscal impact report on the proposed symbol addition noted that it, quote, may have a positive, though difficult to calculate, impact on tourism to the state. Oh, well, they're trying to possibly increase tourism by having people come in the fall to smell the chilies roasting. New Mexico's peak tourist season, starting in March and ebbing towards the end of October, typically intersects with the peak of green chili season in the state. Okay, so there's a green chili season. I had no idea. We're learning, guys. We're learning. Here's a quote from uh, someone at the administration there. The new state aroma could help draw visitors away from Colorado, which for some reason thinks it has green chili comparable to that of New Mexico. Oh, it's the green chili wars between Colorado and New Mexico. (laughs) Shots fired from New Mexico. They're like, take that, Colorado. We're going to adopt the green chilies as the state aroma before you do. How about that? 
well, I had no idea there was a green chili war going on. Um, says here there was a technical issue noted in the report. Uh, apparently, the bill's specificity would leave out red chilies and chilies roasted in the summer. Yeah, okay, so they roast chilies all year round, not just fall. I had no idea. Now, the Aroma Bill has already passed the state Senate's Health and Public Affairs Committee. The next step is a vote with the full state Senate. New Mexico's Department of Tourism describes the state as the, quote, chili capital of the world on its website. The spicy fruits have been grown in the state for at least 400 years, starting when conquistador Don Juan de Uñate brought crops from Mexico to the area now known as New Mexico. In 2021, the New Mexico Department of Agriculture estimated that the state's chili production was worth almost $50 million, with a total of 50,000 tons of chili produced. So they're big in the chilies, which makes sense now, given the their approach to the state's aroma situation. Now I get it. It's all coming together now. It's uh, more of a PR move than anything else. I think it's a little silly to have a state aroma, but I mean, I'm open to it. I think we can get really creative too. Like the the aroma of New Jersey will just be a dumpster. Hey, sorry guys, had to put a dig in there on New Jersey. A couple celebrates 57 years of marriage despite multiple murder attempts. Uh, this story is out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. And we're living here in Allentown. Do, do, do. They say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, guys, even in your relationship. A Pennsylvania couple insists that their unusual romance is proof of that, even though one of them tried to kill the other for real. Uh, the story apparently even got the attention of Hollywood. It says here it's a true love story. This year... Tony and Francis Toto will celebrate 57 years of marriage. Here's a quote from Tony Toto. What a cool name. Tony Toto. I wonder if he blessed the rains down in Africa. Hey, because it's Toto. His last name's Toto, the band Toto from Van Nuys, California. Are you aware? Anyways, here's a quote from Tony Toto. We've been blessed that we had together all these years. There was one time when we had some rough times. <laughs> there was a time when we had one time when we had some rough times. That's an understatement, Tony. You're, you apparently tried to murder her. When Tony Toto says they had a rough time, it's putting it mildly. The year was 1983. Tony and Francis Toto had four kids in a pizza shop, but he strayed from the marriage. She found out about it. What happened next was something out of a movie. Hollywood thought so too turning the Toto's Troubles into a feature film called I Love You to Death, starring Kevin Klein, Keanu Reeves, River Phoenix. Wow. While not everything in the movie is accurate, Frances Toto did hire a teenage hitman to help her try to kill her husband five times. Five times she tried to have her husband killed, including failed attempts to blow up his car and attack him with a baseball bat. Wow. She's running the whole gamut of murder. One night, Francis Toto put a bottle of sleeping pills in her husband's food, and then the hitmen shot him. My goodness, this guy didn't go down. He's like the Rasputin of lovers. You guys familiar with Rasputin? He's a very weird person from history, and uh, they tried to kill him a few times. He just would not go down, this guy. He was like a, he was like a superhero. Sounds like uh, Tony Toto, also a superhero. He did not go down. Not only that, he stayed with her. Uh, Tony Toto said, quote, Twice she shot me, one in the back of my head. And then the bullet went right through my chest. How did he live? Back of the head and through the chest? First of all, how did it go through the back of his head and then through the chest? That seems strange. Did it ricochet off the fridge? 
Um, I'm just amazed that this guy's alive. Uh, because of the pills, Tony Toto's system slowed down. Yeah, sleeping pills have a tendency to do that. He was in a daze and says he didn't feel a damn thing believing his wife when she told him that he had the flu. Yeah, but what about when he shot when she shot you, buddy? Did you did she tell you those were fireworks and you believed her? With that, uh, Francis Toto said, "Well, you know, the bullet in his head is still there. I don't think I was thinking straight. I was like a it was like a love hate kind of thing." I don't think I was thinking straight. I just blasted him in the face. <laughs> Shot him in the chest, gave him sleeping pills, hit him with a baseball bat. Had some teenagers try to drown him in the community pool. You know, I put a bear trap on home plate when he was playing softball. I thought that might work. Sheesh, they found out. It says after five days, police found out about the plot and arrested Francis Toto and the teenage hitman. Tony spent 12 days in the hospital, poor guy. But do you know what the first thing he did when he was discharged from the hospital? He bailed out his wife. You know, because he has a strange murder kink or something. <laughs> strange kinks out there. Here's another quote from Tony Toto. And then after I bailed her out, we both cried and we said to each other, from now on, honey, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's communicate better. That's something that we should have done before. That's that's what was missing, I think, in our relationship. Tony and Francis Toto say that that tearful moment was a new beginning for their relationship and it helped them stay on track, you know. Because enemies that lie together stay together, as you know. If you can't accept me at my murderous, you don't deserve me at my nurturist. They got some counseling. Tony says, did I forgive her? Yes, of course. Nothing happened to me. It's okay. I said, don't do it again. I said, take it easy. <laughs> take, it, take it easy. Could you just take it easy from now on? Not try and give me sleeping pills and then shoot me twice? Now, the wife, Frances, didn't get off completely scot-free. She had to pay for what she did. She spent four years in prison, and she talked to her spouse on the phone every day. Nothing brings a couple together like attempted murder. Uh, in 1990, a silver lining to their dark cloud came about because I Love You to Death hit the theaters. Tony and Frances traveled to movie premieres around the world and were featured in thousands of newspaper and magazine articles. The couple says they know their situation is a one in a million and many people won't agree with it or even understand it. And I got to hand it to him. He's right about that. I don't understand it myself, but they are celebrating 57 years of marriage this week. So they've cracked the mystery. How do you stay together? Well, you love each other to death or nearly to death. Yay! A naked and afraid contestant burnt his penis while sleeping next to a fire. A naked and afraid contestant learned the hard way that being naked and being afraid, not always a good idea. Uh, the upcoming season of Naked and Afraid is upon us, and a clip was shared. I think the weird part about this story is this show is still on the air. People have not had enough of naked and afraid, apparently. Uh, this contestant from the UK named Sam Mauser has his penis burned in the clip because he slept too close to an open flame, it turns out. Mauser and another contestant named Lily Jammerbund. Is that a, is that a real name? Jammerbund? Oh, I feel bad for this girl. <laughs> no wonder why she's on the show Naked and Afraid. Her last name is Jammerbund. She's, this is her therapy. She spent three weeks filming in the wilderness of New Mexico with Sam Mauser. They're in New Mexico. Oh, did he burn himself while they were roasting chilies over the open flame? That's what they do in New Mexico, as we learned earlier in a segment. Ooh, the smell of the green chilies burning in the fall. And the smell 
of the tip of a penis. <laughs> mm, the official aromas of New Mexico. Now, the video was published on TMZ on Wednesday. It shows Mauser and Jammerbund sleeping close to an open flame when Mauser suddenly screams out in pain because a hot coal popped from the fire and landed on the tip of his penis. He yelled out, One of the coals has landed on my um, little soldier's helmet. <laughs> Good job on him because the, the producers probably told them not to swear and he was about to. He was about to say the big D word, right? And then he's like, um, a coal has landed on my little soldier's helmet. Uh, strange choice. <laughs> I would have went with genitalia, perhaps. I don't know. Anything but little soldier's helmet. That's a very strange way to describe it, especially when you're screaming in pain. Good for him, though, for being aware. Then Mauser told the camera with some humor, I'm going to look like I got hit with buckshot when I get home. I, 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 I. This guy is not afraid at all. <laughs> he gets on naked and afraid. He's like, I'm not afraid. Your penis almost burned off. Are you afraid yet? No, nah, I'm not afraid. Still cracking jokes. Um, and then he sang, goodness gracious, great balls of fire and danced. No, he didn't. But it'd be funny if he did. It says here, thankfully, a brave medic was on the scene to make sure his injury did not cause an infection. That's right. They have medics right there. All right. They're right off camera in case anything happens. They're not exactly alone in the wilderness is my point. They probably got a personal chef cooking up chicken pot pies for them if they get too hungry. I'll bet. I'll bet. It says here that Mauser and Jammerbund filmed their episodes in August. Oh, so we should have an update on the status of his genitalia by now. I don't see one in the article. The contestants had 21 days to find their way to safety, as they do on that show. It was not easy, according to Mauser. Well, that was really tough. I got the scars to prove it. Yeah, you sure do, buddy. You got some scars on your, what did you call it? Your little, your little soldier's helmet? He says that there were rattlesnakes, bears, mountain lions, as well as the struggle of trying to find shelter and food every day. He says that he and Lily shocked the producers by how well they did. Oh, so despite getting his wang burnt, they still did pretty good overall, it sounds like. The season 15 debut of Naked and Afraid was yesterday, Sunday. If you guys want to check it out, it's on Discovery. I normally don't promote streaming shows on here, but if I'm going to promote any streaming show, it, it's got to be a weird one like Naked and Afraid, right? Yay! Hello, my fellow weirdos, fans, and loyal listeners of Weird AF News. If you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe. Or, uh, I mean, you don't have to. You can, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it ever again. Please don't write me a bad review, though. Just, like, kind of move on. There's a lot of other podcasts out there. I'm sure you'll find something you like. Uh, that being said, I got a nice review on Amazon from Michael. Uh, Michael gave me five stars and wrote, He slowly grows on you like a fungus, but a funny one. <laughs> you know who I think is really funny? I think Michael's funny. He says, I grow on you like a fungus. Uh, Michael wrote, In the beginning when I heard this podcast in my flash briefing from Alexa, I skipped through it, didn't like it at all. In fact, the only reason the podcast stayed in my Alexa list is because I couldn't figure out how to remove it. <laughs> That's all right, man. I don't know how to remove these things either, man. Um, Michael wrote, Now, that being said, Jonesy's candid improv-style approach to just reading funny news articles has admittedly, admittedly started to grow on me. His jokes became more funny to me once I got to know his style of humor. I appreciate all of the work, if any, that he puts into this. It's the perfect length of time, not too short, not too long. 
Just wanted to show some love over here from Long Island, New York. And by the way, hashtag screw one star Steve. <laughs> yeah. Screw one star Steve, Mike. Nice job, bro. Mike from Strong Island, as we call it. Strong Island Mike. Um, now a, a super fan because I grew on him like fungus. Uh, Mike, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to write that review, man. And it's straight from the heart. And I, I so appreciate it. And I'm glad that you got stuck with me because... Uh, now you're kind of stuck with me, so I hope you'll be a long-time listener, and I really appreciate the review, bro. Please stay in touch. Uh, if you guys would like to write a review like Mike from Strong Island, uh, you can do so on Amazon or Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave stars on Spotify if you're listening there. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the love. Um, and uh, people write bad reviews, as Michael has alluded to, so we like to, we got to offset them. We got to blow them away with good reviews. The good reviews push them down. We want to push them down. <laughs> we push, they've already been pushed down in life, it seems. We want to push them down further if we can. Anyways, uh, if you'd like to help out the show, uh, please tell a friend about Weird AF News. Word of mouth is a good way to spread it around, I find. I appreciate that. I want to thank everybody who sent me Florida Friday articles. I hope you enjoyed the Florida episode on Friday. It was a pretty good one. Uh, if you want to support the show, I got a Patreon. Um, don't make much money there, but you know we have a lot of fun. It's more of, a, it's more of the community value that we get out of that. There's about 114 people in the Patreon. Wow, look at this. I'm not trying to brag, but there's 114 people. Uh, I can't fit you all in the closet, so I have you in the Patreon where we can all have a chat. And I, I, I'm uh, going to be answering questions in an AMA video in the Patreon. It's a Patreon-only AMA video, Ask Jonesy Anything. So if you want to check that out, I'll be posting that after all the questions come in. So uh, join the Patreon. Ask me a question. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com. Click on the Patreon banner and thank you for your time.